Hello, everyone. So, do you, any of you remember what we talked about last week? And I'm going to ask you with two questions, okay? That's right, you weren't. I, I accept that. <laughs> yes, you did. So, first questions. Who did God create from Adam's rib? Woman. Woman, right, Eve. Yes, Eve the woman. God made her to be a perfect partner for Adam, okay? So that's what we talked about last week. Then, who was marriage designed for? Okay, he's on spot. So yeah, but so God designed marriage to be between only one man and one woman. All right, the car noise is fierce. Let's keep fighting it. So before I read the scripture, I'm going to go into some questions on what you guys think about as I read the scripture. Okay, can you do that for me? Okay, the first question I have is who are men supposed or who are men supposed to leave when they get married? So think about that. Who are men supposed to leave when they get married? Thank you, God. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to read the questions first, and you can answer when I read the scripture, all right? So Emma Lincoln, everyone, check us out. So who are men supposed to leave when they get married, okay? The second question, what does Moses tell us about the bodies of the first married couple? Okay, so think about that. What does Moses, because he wrote Genesis through the Holy Spirit, tells us about the bodies of the first married couple? I know it sounds weird. It looks, sounds weird, right? But let's go on. And how did Adam and his wife feel about their nakedness? Okay, so think about, yeah, whoa, head nails, whoa. But yeah, think about that. So real quick, if anyone has their Bible, we're going to go into Genesis 2, uh, 24 and 25. I'm going to read that to y'all real quick uh, in just a minute. Okay, so for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, but they were not ashamed. How cool is that? They were not ashamed. So now that I'm reading the scripture, um, who are men supposed to leave when they get married? Not their wife. (laughs) Their parents. (laughs) Sorry, stuff's got me. But yes, their parents. That's good. Okay. So their father and mother, right? So for example, when I married Brooke, okay, my wife, she left the care for father and mother, and now I became the provider for her in our relationship, okay? So I, she left her parents, I left my parents, and we became one, all right? So the father and mother, and the man is to give himself fully to his wife, okay? She is to be the most important person in his life after God. So now, before I was married, for example, my dad had to minister to me and teach me the word, right? My parents did. That was their job. But now that I'm married to Brooke, I have to minister to her. She's the most important part of my life, including now my son, which he's being really cute. So I have to minister to her and teach her the word. That, that's important. That's the most important thing in my life, right? Other than preaching the gospel and spreading the word and ministering to others. So now, let me ask you a second question. What does Moses tell us about the bodies of the first married couple? They were naked. Good. They were naked. Wow, what a phrase. God did not create people with clothes. If you remember that, this was before the fall. So when I read you that scripture, that was before the fall of man. So when they're created, they were naked, okay? There was no reason for them to cover themselves up for each other, from each other or from God because there was what? No. And that's true too. But what was not present at that time? Do you guys, I'm, I'm kind of throwing it out at you. There was no sin. Yeah, oh yeah, there was no sin. 
Yeah, there was no shame. There was no sin involved. So to them, it was, they were in perfect love with God. And there was no shame because they were naked. So there was no sin to affect that. So now let me ask you a third question. How did Adam and his wife feel about their nakedness? Yeah. Man, extra credit, this guy. But yes, right? Yeah, they were not ashamed, like you guys would have said too, correct. Uh, shame makes us want to hide, right? It makes us fear that others will see the bad in us, okay? But there was no bad in this first couple and no need to hide. Because like I said, there was no shame, there was no sin, so they were naked, it was pure, it was in perfect love with God, and it was totally different than it is today. So the main idea I'm trying to throw you guys and kind of help you understand is that God created us to live without shame and sent Jesus Christ to deliver us from it. Okay, so let me read that again. God created us to live without shame and sent Jesus Christ to deliver us from it. So let me ask you guys a question. Have you ever done something bad and tried to hide it? Yeah. Lincoln, no, come on, man. Come on, man. (laughs) Right, we all have, okay? We all have done something bad and tried to hide it. When I lied to my dad or when I did something wrong at the house and he came home, the first thing I did, I hid in my room because I didn't want to deal with it. I was shamed by it, right? Because I knew he was going to come in. I was going to get in trouble. So we do this when we do something bad and we try to hide it, right? Let's say you said something bad about somebody or you said something really wrong to someone and you didn't want to face them because you knew what you said was wrong and you felt ashamed by it. So that's one way to look at it. Or you have ever wished others couldn't see you because you feared what they might think about you, okay? So this is what the Bible calls shame. And shame is a form of fear, okay, that makes us want to hide, kind of like a turtle uh, crawling into its shell. You just hide and climb away, and you don't want to deal with it. you just like, I'm going to hide. I don't want to be a part of it. You know, it's, it's that way. So what causes shame? Do you guys have any idea what causes shame? What you, yeah? Sin. Okay. Yeah, it adds into it. So yeah, what causes shame? Often, we don't want people to see how bad we really are. You know? Um, we can't hide it. It's impossible. <laughs> I love it. It is impossible. But check this out. Watch this. And so we try to cover ourselves up. Or, check this out, or we're scared that people might think we're weird or ugly. Okay? That's harder terms, but that's what it says. Or even we feel embarrassed about something we did or said. I do it all the time. I say very embarrassing things in front of Brooke, and I just want to hide away because they're embarrassing, and she knows it. (laughs) It's insane. But we have to face it, right? And so when God created Adam and Eve, so when he created them, there was absolutely what? No no sin, and what else? No no shame. Good. So there's no sin. There's no shame, okay? No fear. Absolutely. So when we believe in Jesus, God accepts us and pours out his love on us, okay? Regardless of what we are on the inside. And we never have to fear rejection or need to hide from God, right? We don't have to, we don't have to hide from anymore because of what Christ did on the cross. You know, he sees Christ's righteousness in us through his blood and the sacrifice on the cross, right? So now, but here's the thing, but because of sin, okay, we live in a world of shame right? You know, if I were to run out naked right now, I'd feel very embarrassed, and rightfully so. That's a terrible thing to do. <laughs> There's not good for anyone. It's funny, right? But it's a serious note. It's not a good thing, 
A lot of issues with that, including me. So when we believe in Jesus, okay, God accepts us and pours his love on us. We got that. Yet we still often feel shame because sin remains in our hearts, right? It's our nature. You remember us talking about that? That though we were born in sin, it's still in our nature. It's in our heart, but we're justified through Christ's blood, right? So we're seen righteous in him. Even though we still sin, when you become believers, you're going to sin less, and you want to despise that sin. You don't want to follow in that old pattern anymore. You want to serve Christ and glorify him. Does that sound right? I hope so. <laughs> so we still often feel shame because sin remains in our hearts. As we know, the heart is deceitful. And even in the first John, which we studied, that John even says, if you say you don't sin, then you're a liar, right? Because we all sin and fall short. So, in which sin remains in our world today. But, here's the buts. We love the buts in the Bible. But God promises that for those who trust in him, okay, he is preparing a new world where there will be no sin or shame, all right? It'll be a world of perfect love like the world of Adam and Eve knew in the beginning, right? When that time comes, we'll have that. So I'm going to ask you three more questions. Throwing, I know I got a lot for you. I'm throwing your way. So can any of you tell me what is shame? Let's see. Emma? Yeah, so yeah, that's good, Daniel. Yeah, being exposed. Yeah, it's a kind of fear that makes us want to hide. Uh, we fear that others will hate us or hurt us, and we don't want them to see who we really are. Right? You know. <laughs> yeah. But now, here's the next question: um, How could Adam and Eve? be naked and unashamed. How could they do that? Yes, it was before that. So they loved God and each other with perfect love. There was nothing bad making them want to hide or causing the fear of being hated or hurt because there was just no shame in right? There's no sin, okay? I got one more question. Where must we look to be rescued from shame? To Jesus. <laughs> yes, to God christ we must look to jesus and place our what in him that's true too but our trust okay that's deep i like that so we must look to jesus and place our trust in him. good job we feel shame because of sin right but jesus came to defeat sin and when in him we are rescued from sin, we no longer need to hide from God, okay? We're not, we're not ashamed in the gospel. We're not ashamed in Christ and his righteousness so we can go to him. We can come before him knowing that he accepts us because of Jesus. Jesus, yes, because of Jesus Christ. We can also have hope that he's preparing a world for us so there would be no sin or shame. So, you know, the main story, like I said, God created us to live without shame and sin. Created us to live without shame and Jesus Christ to deliver us from that shame. Okay? So that's who we rely on. That's who we look upon. That's who we trust. And there's no shame in that. I love it. So real quick, we're going to pray. And we're going to pray that God will lead every member of your family, everyone here, to increasingly know the love of Christ and hope in the world of love that he is preparing for his people. Okay? Can you do that with your families? Awesome. Yes, Daniel? Okay. Okay. 
going to backfire. Tell you what, I will answer that afterwards, okay? Let's go into a quick prayer. <laughs> Once again, God, we come to you uh, to praise you, to love you, to honor you for all you've done for us. Though we don't deserve any of it, you still did it through your mercy and grace. There are times and days we come to you and feeling ashamed for what we've done, feeling like we can't go to you as the Father. And because of what Christ did as the mediator and the payment for that, we can go to you now. And as you see us in Christ's righteousness, we see you as a loving Father who loves and cares for us deeply. And we're very grateful for that as you are right and just and show mercy and grace again, Lord. Uh, thank you for this time to worship you. We pray that the music we sing to you is pleasing to your ears and that our hearts are tuned to yours as well, Lord. And we thank you for that. And it's in your name we pray, amen.